Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are, in fact, priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Trey Stinky Fingers to the Jose. Oh, me first? That's never happened. What's up? <laughs> really? <laughs> Caught me off guard. It's been Tyler first for two oh, years. Shit, I'm glad things are changing around here. That's weird. Why did I think it was you first? Well, I guess it doesn't really yeah, matter. It's, but it's okay. You like I me guess, more? Yeah, fine. that's where the new rankings lie. Trey has slid into the 101. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy offseason. Let's uh, go. Now ranked number second, um, Tyler Big Herbie Herbock. <laughs> number second? <laughs> number two. What's up? I'm sorry, did you say number yeah, second? It's, it's been a long day. It's a late night. <laughs> You know how we roll. So, um, welcome into the show. Yes, uh, we've been we've been gone for a couple weeks now, um, but happy to be back. We're gonna start diving into the off season shenanigans, mostly dynasty stuff, and looking at the new uh, rookie class coming in uh, this off season. So. That's kind of the outlook. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers if you're new to the show. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate the like, subscribe, and ratings of five stars or more. Nothing less. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, today I think we're going to talk about some of the big kind of news that has happened, discuss our opinions on that, and then we'll do a dynasty edition of Cuff. Carry cut. Yes, sir. I'm here to talk about Derek Carr. That's the only reason I'm here. The man showed <laughs> up this evening for Derek Carr and Derek Carr only. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Actually, did you see Marshawn actually came out today, or maybe it was yesterday? He said that uh, over the course of his career, he was fined over a million dollars for refusing to speak to the media. A million? A million dollars combined, yeah. Sheesh. Worth it. He's a legend now. So. <laughs> yeah, like how much has oh, he yeah. recouped from being that you know that person though? So yeah. that guy, yeah, for sure, a lot. So pretty good business decision. Um, all right, let's get into the news. Tom Brady. Yeah, we're gonna start off with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, the obviously the, one of the big notes, one of the big topics that have ha- has happened so far in the offseason is Tom Brady officially retiring, um, and it's apparently for good this time. So, anybody got any kind words to say uh, regarding Thomas? Brady? Uh, <laughs> Go for it, Ty. I wish you got something kind to say. Well, I mean, you can't deny like what he's been to the to the sport and and you know how much he's he's progressed things. I mean, he's one of the first guys that even brought in like their own trainers. You know, the whole TB12 method. He's one of the first guys that started things like that. So he's changed the league for good. But I mean, just in the you know regarding him and his stature within the sport. I mean, I don't think anyone is here to really doubt his goat status in terms of the NFL at this point. But can you make the argument that he could should be the goat of goats to, per se across all sports? Well, he's got to be right. He's got all those rings. He could do that whole picture like Michael Jordan did. Plus he's one. got one on each finger. Yeah. So you, know, you got a whole handful of rings plus some. Um, you played the good cop. I can be the bad cop and say a bunch of bad things. <laughs> like, obviously, he's a legend. That was a fumble when he played the Raiders. Um, you already I mean, covered all the good stuff, so why would I, I repeat mean, it? The rules were changed after that play happened. So he changed. He changed. Yeah, a, really a cool few rules, it's, right? I mean, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you can't fall whatever. on a quarterback. Oh, yeah, Tommy wants yeah, Tom yeah. The, the tuck rule. Yeah, I mean, he was the going low on a quarterback happened after he, you know, had his knee blown out. So yeah. Oh, fucking Tommy boy. Yeah, I'll just end my little negativity <laughs> with the fact that he totally fucked everybody in fantasy this year. He did. 
So yeah, he's the goat, <laughs> but you know, we're still a fantasy podcast and he screwed over everybody. The only people who benefited were people who had Mike Evans, which is weird. Kind of. Not really though. Struggle for Mike Evans yeah. all year. Oh, it is kind of I mean, as much as he struggled in fantasy this year, I mean, you still weren't drafting him to like the what eighth round at the very earliest, but more than likely the tenth. So did that really hurt you that Ooh. badly? Mike Oh, Tom I thought you were talking about Mike Evans. Yeah, Tom. No, no, Mike Evans is a the a major bust for this season. Yeah, both were for sure. I don't know, but it's like when when you're drafting Tom that you know on almost double digit rounds, like is it that much of a bust? Well, at that point, you are relying on if him you were to be in, a starter, if you were in a deeper, you know you didn't draft probably another quarterback. Yeah. So. Right, but but in deeper leagues, you or unless you were in a deeper league, like you probably could have picked up somebody off the waiver wire, like a Jared Goff or Geno Smith to take care of that and still have a great, you know, season at quarterback. Maybe unless you were like me and fell asleep doing waiver wires for probably a good three quarters (laughs) of the fucking season. (laughs) So I didn't get a chance to capitalize on that shit. I ended up with him. And like Jim said, yeah, I, I, uh, what was the word we've been using? Either way, I just bailed on quarterback until the eighth round. He fucked me. I punted on it. Yep. Punted it. And it was his, it went out of bounds five yards later. Played, he played one year too long, <laughs> and uh, you were caught yeah. holding the bag. I had him in a super flex league, so that, that screwed me too. Um, but now he has a bunch of time to kiss his son on the lips, you know, and do creepy shit he does. So. <laughs> yes, some might right. say they go to. Go I want to get your guys' opinion on this. What? I do want to get your guys' opinion on this, just because it's been so highly debated after the Super Bowl. Do we think? Like a Patrick Mahomes will be able to more or less, you know, match Tom Brady's career because that's what a lot of people are saying is going to happen now. Um, if definitely, yeah, if he stays healthy. Obviously, number one, like number two, it depends on how long Andy Reid sticks around because I think he's a major influence on that. Um, and as long as he has the a decent team around him, like, yeah, I mean, I think he has a shot. He's going to have to. I mean. I don't know if we ever see any anything like Tom Brady again, but if anyone had a shot, it'd yeah, be him. it's just one of those things. That, right. I mean, and it's hard. You can't ever say never um, just because, you know, things are, are meant to be records are meant to be broken. We all know this. I mean, er, forever people thought that Kareem's scoring record in the NBA would never get broken. It lasted almost 30 years and LeBron came along. So, like, I'm sure eventually we might see something again again but it just seems you know pretty unfeasible right now yeah i pretty much agree with everything you guys said the, the only thing i would add differently is the fact that Mahomes does this with you know less than top 20 defenses usually and tom brady's had a top defense most of his career so i think Mahomes is definitely capable of doing it well yeah especially as long the, as andy reed does stick around i would say tom his first three and his last one definitely had a great defense go with it. The three in the middle was pretty offensive driven, but that's a good point to make. Yeah, something nice about him, but you know, fuck him. So, so. all right. Well, we're <laughs> gonna have to hear Tom Brady talk on Fox every <laughs> Sunday. So let's move on because for the next ten years, God, into Tom. So, uh, the Broncos, they got their guy. They sent the Saints a 2023 first-round pick and a 2024 second-round pick to acquire head coach Son Payton. It's reported that Payton's new contract will range from 17 to 20 mil a year. Only other coach making that much money annually is Bill Belichick. Do you think with the addition of Payton, this offense turns it around and there are fantasy assets on the offense next season? What do you think, Ty? This this involves your boy, Russ. (laughs) It does. And, I mean, Russ can't really get any worse than he played last year, so there there is that. But I would expect a pretty steep turnaround here. Um, I just, everything that Sean Payton was able to accomplish with Drew Brees in New Orleans, um, and you have so many weapons on this offensive, or on the Broncos' offense. We all know that guys like Corton Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, they're all super talented guys. And I see this offense having a massive turnaround this year. And I think you're going to probably see it in ADPs, honestly. 
Yeah, I'm with that. The only way to go is up for them. The offense was in the absolute fucking dump all year, so it has to be better. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's all about how high do the ADPs go, like, because I'm still not totally convinced that Russell Wilson is the same player. Like, yeah, you can put a lot on, you know, coaching, but you can't put everything on coaching. Like, there are a lot. There's a lot of film no, out not, there where Russ did not, not look, not look great. But I think Sean Payton obviously will, yeah, make a a large impact just out of pure respect. Like I, they I have would, to respect Sean Payton, you know, not so much right. Nathaniel Hackett in his first year head coaching, you know. So I don't know. I think that will. I think that yeah, will have that's a true. Major impact. I would say that I think Payton will be able to get Russ to kind of self-reflect a little bit and realize that like, Hey, you're not the same athlete you were. You can't keep trying to make these special plays because you're not that player anymore. You can still do every once in a while, but you can't do it as often as you're trying to like stick to the offensive script. And I promise you, you'll be successful type of situation. Right. And the fact that he was so successful with Drew yep. Brees, you know, similar, similar, you know, player profile, obviously Drew doesn't run and yeah. I, I would argue is more accurate, but, Similar height and, you know, somewhat similar in play style. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, actually, because, you know, what Sean Payne did with Drew Brees, smaller guy, capable of throwing it deep. Reminds me a lot of Russell, so it should work out. Like, head coach coach or head coach and quarterback relationships are pretty important, and he's, like, been pretty successful with his quarterbacks. And you saw what Nathaniel Hackett did and kind of drove that shit into the ground. You saw what McDaniels did in Oakland, kind of ran Derek Carr to the ground. Bad relationship. I think it'll work out pretty good for him. It has to be better. Agreed. You know, bringing up, I'm glad you guys brought up Hackett. Are you guys kind of surprised he immediately landed an OC job? No, I, you know, I think he's one of those types of guys that that's, that's what he's good at. You know, I don't know if he was the right guy to be like a leader of men and, you know, lead an entire football team, but I think. The OC position is his sweet spot. But to counter that, he only had a couple of good seasons as an OC. Was obviously when he had Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. If you look at his other stops as an OC, like in Buffalo, other than those couple years in Green Bay, he had bottom half of the league offensive uh, statistics. So is he that good? Things can things can Obviously, it helps to have Aaron Rodgers, but like their offense was. It was lethal and it was creative and super effective in the red zone, which is I, I think is what he gets a lot of credit for. They were like money in the red zone. Um so I think it I think he's worth giving another shot at an OC position for sure. But yeah, to your point, it definitely helps to have yeah. Aaron Rodgers at playing at MVP level and you know, Devontae Adams and and all that. Right, and and I should know. Yeah, you know he Smith was going to get a job. Buffalo. Nathaniel Hackett is going to. That's fair. Well, Lovey Smith has shown he's always been a very good defense coach. Even the Texans this year had a decent defense, even though they had zero talent. Yeah, that's a good point. Damian Pierce, baby. All right, let's move on. I just wanted to shit on Lovey Smith. Last question, Lovey I'll Smith. ask real quick. <laughs> I know. Would, would, <laughs> would you draft Jerry Judy as your wide receiver one if you go? You know, you pick up a running back. And no, um, I'm not taking those risks. Yeah, I think it depends on how your draft plays out. I, I think he goes. Think I, he's a I think he's going to be option. like, yeah, I think he's going to be like a third, fourth rounder by the time August rolls around. I, I, I agree. And so if, I think if you go running back, running back in the first two rounds, then, yeah, you're probably drafting him as your wide receiver one. Um. But at the same time, that's kind of an old school way of thinking and when it comes to drafting these days because there's wide receivers are so explosive and rack up swinging points. Yeah. That you're seeing, you know, less and less people taking running backs back to back. Back to back. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm just curious to see how high their ADPs go. Um, all right. Let's move on. You want to talk about the 49ers quarterback conundrum? Uh, we have to, right? It's yeah, interesting. It's an interesting 
thing. It's going to definitely impact this offense one way or the other. We'll see what happens. But Brock Purdy is set to miss at least six months with a torn UCL in his throwing elbow. Um, Trey Lance is said to be ready for team OTAs after breaking his leg early in the season. It's been reported that Brock Purdy will be the quarterback one uh, coming into training camp. So let's figure this out. Is it the right move? Do you think they've moved on from Trey Lance too quickly? Um, Should they look at bringing in someone else, um, like a veteran quarterback or someone like an Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? Oh, bringing up Derek. Don't get me started. (laughs) Well, that's what we're trying to do. Get you started. Come on. (laughs) Rev them engines. We'll talk about Derek in a second. But Brock Purdy looked really good. And at this point, they're two years deep on the Trey Lance experiment, right? I know they put that first rounder I mean, on him, but. But he's only pl- he's only started, like, what, three games in his career? Yeah, like, I think he's seen played that much four. from him. Yeah, and that's what I was just looking into. So it, it's hard to really, like, have a solid opinion on him. But with Brock, with like what Brock Purdy was doing, it'd be hard not to make him the quarterback one, at least going into camp. So. The one thing about that, too, it was reported today that Brock Purdy is delaying his surgery because he has a bunch of inflammation in that elbow. So they need that to, you know, lower before they can do the surgery. So now he's not going to have it until early March. So now they're still saying he'll be ready for training camp. But that also is mean that Trey Lance is going to be the QB one all through the offseason program through OTAs. So that could end up actually being a big hindrance to, to Purdy not being ready for, for that. And that if Trey Lance comes in and flashes, are you really going to be able to go back to Purdy? Well, that's what they want to happen, right? You need Trey Lance to flash. But Brock Purdy is really not a bad backup to have. He's putting up Kirk Cousins' numbers the last six weeks of the year, which is nothing impressive. That's a starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um. I personally think that I would still lean towards Trey Lance. You gave up so much for him, and you haven't really seen it yet. So I think they're trying to move it off of him too quickly. Um, I know, I mean, when we originally were putting this kind of news together, there were rumors about Aaron Rodgers and possibly Derek Carr going there. And those rumors have kind of been put to bed recently, it sounds like. Even Aaron Rodgers said in, he was in a pro-am last week. and was like, they're like, where do you think you're going? Is it next, you know, this next season or where it might happen? I'll tell you what, it's not San Fran. And so he's still he holding that, that grudge, right? That's from the draft, right? Because they passed on him. He was so butthurt. Yeah, they that's where they he's from. Smith. Yeah, he'll always hold that grudge. He's never going there. No, I don't. I don't Which is weird because so. everyone's talked about, like everyone's talked about him, like potentially being a San Francisco, you know, suitor because that's where he's from, and like they brought it up over and over and over over the course of his career. Whenever it came out, like, oh, will he leave Green Bay? And it's funny how quickly he shot that down. Well, he is going to leave Green Bay and go to another team that used to be on the other side of the bay from San Francisco, the Raiders. <laughs> Aaron Aaron Rodgers' number one fan now over here. <laughs> I, oh, that would be a very fun nice dynamic. Tables. Have yeah, a the ta- <laughs> yeah, the turns have tabled. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever. You know I've always liked him. If he goes to the Raiders, I'm I all about bet, it. dude. You're gonna take a dark retreat if he goes to the Raiders. Take four days and just you get so butthurt when we talk about this. Is it you gonna do whatever he does? Number one fan. I'm gonna do whatever he does, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go do ayahuasca. I wanna go sit in a dark room for a week. <laughs> I wanna quit talking to my family. <laughs> um all that stuff sounds amazing, honestly. So yeah, I think I, I'm gonna do all of this. Like he's living a pretty good life. Um, no one I really want to happen because I don't. It hasn't been reported yet that he's left this dark room yet. It's supposed to happen, you know, next day or so. Yeah, I want yeah. Pac and McAfee on the outside that door filming. Right, like, all right, Ro- Ro- Aaron, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Immediately as he walks, they up just have the a whole studio set like up. Joe Rogan after <laughs> a fight. <laughs> Here's the mic. That'd be perfect. Um, but yeah, I think you hit all the points on the, the quarterback sitch there. Trey Lance is going to get a shot to win this job. They spent way too much draft capital. They have to play that out, but 
man. Brock Purdy's a nice, nice plan B. So, well, let's just be real. Like from a fantasy perspective, Brock Purdy is not a bad, you know, place to land. But we want Trey Lance to be good. He's capable oh, yeah. of rushing the ball, and if we're talking about doing fantasy football, we need players like that. But I wonder. There. So hopefully, he is if, the guy. If he does come out and he and he's you know an effective runner, like how much does that take away from? Christian McCaffrey, you know, versus having a quarterback like Brock Purdy, who's threatening in the past, but you know he's not going to steal any rushing touchdowns or rushing opportunities from Christian. Right, but the counter to that, though, I mean, the first, what, five years of Christian's career, he was with Cam Newton, and they were both extremely successful fantasy players. I mean, that's the reason why McCaffrey's been considered, you know, in the number one pick conversation for so long. Yeah. That's a good counter. Good Touche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. That's a very yeah, good counter. I mean, good point. I, I, cer- I certainly wouldn't be worried about that, especially with Shanahan calling plays. I'm sure you will see, if you do have Trey Lance starting, some pretty innovative things when it comes to that backfield, when you talking about triple options with Trey Lance, Debo and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, like, who do you? How do you stop that? There's so much potential in that offense when, when it comes to the running attack with those three guys specifically. It'd be insane. Oh, that is scary. Yeah, as long as he can just get the ball to George Kittle a little bit, you know, keep at least another yeah threatening tight end option for us fantasy footballers, while players that are starving for tight end fucking production <laughs> yeah move the group with the group from three to four yeah. or maybe two to three <laughs> at this point fucking a it's horrible all righty let's uh let's do some cuff carry cut dynasty edition eh? yeah let's get it all right should we should we remind the people what we're doing here with cuff yeah, carry go cut? Ahead. Um, well, this is Trey's baby. This is this was was his idea. Um, we love it. It's it's honestly, I think it's probably one of the the better things we've thought about doing in the podcast. But it, this is our version of fuck, Mary kill. So we got three guys here. You're, we're going to choose who we're going to cuff. So some guy that we are absolutely, you know, keeping on our, our team, probably starting every week. You have a carry guy who is going to be the guy who, you know, you if you can start, you're going to start him. But you're at least going to keep him rostered. Then you have a cut guy. Um, some guy we're going to get rid of now. Some of these are going to be pretty, uh, difficult because there's a lot of young guys, especially when it comes to dynasty edition that you do have to choose who you're going to start, who you're just going to kind of carry along and who you would cut. So it's basically a way of seeing how we value these guys against each other. The one thing I would add to this, since this is dynasty edition, I don't think we've done a dynasty edition. I would almost view the cut as someone you're looking to trade and or cut but more more so look at it as like someone you'd be willing to cut cut ties with trade and get some something back yeah yeah i like that that's a very good way of looking at that because some of these guys you're definitely not just going to cut them off your team like when we get to get into the players here you're not going to just cut certain guys off this team right yeah i mean essentially it just means that player is not going to be on your team yeah. So yeah, you you know take one, you're gonna roll with one for a long run, and one player's just not gonna be there. Yes, sir. That's the plan. That's what we're doing. All right, let's start it here with three solid rookie wide receivers that, um, given opportunity, all had really nice solid rookie years. Um, that is Garrett Wilson, Drake London. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson's 22, Chris Olave is 22, and Drake London is 21 years of age, all rookies. Um, For me, my favorite player out of the bunch, I mean, I think all three of these guys really are going to be, are going to be studs as long as they can get the quarterback situations figured out. But um, I really like Garrett Wilson, like out of the three. I think he just has something a little different than the other two. Um, Maybe they can figure out the quarterback situation. If they do, he's on a really good team. 
and going to get a lot of opportunity being the number one guy. So I guess I'll just start. I would cuff Garrett, uh, Garrett Wilson. Man, this one's really hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, one. I really like Drake <laughs> London. But, man, it's just bleak at quarterback. Maybe they can do something. I'm not super a super believer in Desmond Ritter. Um, fuck. All right. I would, um, I would carry Chris Olave and then, uh, trade slash cut Drake London. Yeah. That, that, mine's pretty close to what you would, what you're doing here. I think I'm going to cuff Chris Olave just because I like his situation a little bit more than, Garrett Wilson's on the Jets. I do like Garrett Wilson more. But I feel like the Saints have a better chance of figuring things out just because the Jets are such a shit franchise. It's changing. So it's changing. I'm going to roll with Chris Olave. If they could figure out quarterback, <laughs> it is. Fuck that pickup. Um, they'd be a really good team. Super talented. And, you know, that's, that is a, probably the most talked about team when it comes to them getting an Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. Yeah. Like that is the, the team. Actually, just real quick side note, the car did meet with the Jets and it came out today that they said said you you come to New York and you win a Super Bowl here, you're locked into Canton. They said that to him. Like you win a Super Bowl in New York, you're in Canton. Dude. I and honestly, if Derek Carr goes there, dude, yeah. I'm so all in on Garrett Wilson. Like pff, give me a break, man. Like I'd be all over that. Either one. Yeah. It's wild because that'd be probably the best quarterback that the Jets have had in a while. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah if, not even if, in like 30 years, probably. <laughs> if not longer. Since fucking yeah. Joe, dude. That's why this one's like, yeah. oh, yeah. I just want to kiss you, Susie. <laughs> Good old <laughs> Broadway Joe. But it is very close. I like I said, you know, if, if they figure out their quarterback situation, Garrett Wilson's who you want to have for the long run. But the Jets might just drop the ball like they always do. So I, I'm carrying him, and I want to cut Drake London. Jim, you touched on pretty much everything I wanted to say. Like these are all very good receivers. It's pretty close, but Drake London's the obvious lowest guy to me right now. And I will say this about the Jets drafting well, is uh, like, they did fuck <laughs> up drafting Zach Wilson, but they they hit heavily on their draft last year you know getting garrett wilson sauce and um fucking the running back spacing right now but yeah they killed yeah, Hall, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. yeah they killed the draft yeah, you know so hopefully <laughs> not to mention zonovan yeah. knight who they also and drafted knight. yeah hopefully they can do that for the qb position mm. yeah honestly, it wasn't just last year some days it wasn't just last year. The last few years, the ever since Sala's been there, really, their draft classes have been very solid. So they're doing something some right there. But I am going to throw a curveball to you guys. I am so I'm definitely I'm cuffing Garrett Wilson. I think he is the far and away best one out of the three from what we saw last year. Um, but I'm going to carry Drake London, and I'm going to cut or trade Chris Olave. And the reason for it is that I think Drake London has more upside. Drake London was my number one receiver when we did our rankings last year, coming out of you know, coming out of USC and that nothing's changed. Obviously the quarterback situation sucks, but we are talking about dynasty. We're talking about, and these are all guys coming off the rookie year. These are all guys that you're going to be potentially having on your roster for the next eight, nine, 10 years, depending on how long your dynasty actually goes. But uh, I like London's upside more than Olave. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and carry, carry London, London and I'm cutting, cutting Chris. Yeah. I had, I was having the same thoughts as you. And I guess what it boiled down to is I kind of view it as like Chris Olave being the safer play and Drake London being a bit more risky. And a, a lot of it has to do with their, their head coach right now, who's like a, you know, I want to run the ball 40 times a game. And, and maybe that has to do with them not really having a, a quarterback, but at the same time, like you did draft a guy to play quarterback. So I don't know, man, like, I, I but I agree with you. I think Drake London has more upside as a player individually for sure. I just I don't like the situation. I view the Atlanta Falcons right now much like Trey views the Jets as a, <laughs> a shit franchise that's just <laughs> driving deeper into the abyss. So I don't 
I don't know. Yo, I don't hate the Jets that much. I, if anyone's been a proponent on this podcast, I was saying it last year. I was like, yo, the Jets are getting some shit together. Yeah. So I'm I'm with them, but you know they have a horrible history, kind of like the Raiders. Maybe I just you know I've you know I've trauma for being a Raiders fan. I know what it's like dealing with these shit teams. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, running back cuff carry cut here. Dynasty Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins, and Damian Pierce. Fuck, this is a good one. <laughs> okay, let me let me just dive into this one. I'll, I'll do it. Just I'm just gonna do it. Hopefully, not break my neck in the shallow end. I am going to. Cuff Javante Williams, once he gets back, I think that's his backfield on the Broncos. He's got a good future ahead of him. I'm going to carry Damian Pierce. I think he's a close second to someone like Javante Williams. And I'm cutting J.K. Dobbins, which hurts me, but, you know, they they got too many fucking uh, miles of feedback there. I I just can't mess with the Ravens anymore. Yeah, and then, you know, that's fair. I'm similar to you, but I'm actually going to cuff Damian Pierce. The way that dude runs and knowing how terrible this offensive line in Houston was last year. I mean, he was getting hit in the backfield, I think, on like 70 or 75% of his runs. Like, he never had a chance to get going, but he still produced anyways. So that's why I'm going to cuff Pierce. I'm going to carry Javante Williams only because I I would switch those. But Javante Williams coming off the, the ACL, you never know how guys are going to bounce back. You know, we've seen some guys take longer um, and never quite be the same. And then just like like you, Trey, I am sat in by saying I'm cutting J.K. Dobbins because I'm a big believer in him. Um, I think he will still end up being a very, very good running back in this league going forward. But I do value him lower than both Javante and Damian. Yeah, so all right, Peter, the golden I, age. I would. Um, yeah, mine's similar also. And I would put Javante in my cuff simply because he's actually younger than Damian Pierce by a year which is interesting. Um, I know he's going to be coming off the injury, but I would cuff Javante and carry Damian Pierce, but it's very close for me. Like I've, I love Damian Pierce as a runner as well. I mean, I, since I watched his film, you know, I was like, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a dude for sure. So, and then I would look to, to cut um, or trade JK Dobbins. Um, age 24, the oldest running back of the group, and he did not look the same, in my opinion, outside of a few couple instances. Um, he didn't look the same, though, after his injury. So I would, yeah, I would I would look to move on. Ravens are kind of a show right now. Yeah. Who knows what, you know, Jackson's going to do. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I will, I, it should be noted that after – they put Dobbins back on IR in the middle of the season. He came back. He looked much better in the in you know in the couple games he did come back and play. Um, and I know we talked about it in our last episode, at least I did, about how he was adamant that there was still something wrong with his knee, and basically forced Doc hit the team doctors like, you know, get back in there, clean this up because there's something still wrong. And he was right. So I think that we'll see after a full off season, you know, be able to be come back 100 percent next year. I think he's still going to be a stud for you. But again, as as we've all said. We just value him less than than Williams and, and Pierce. Um, should we know just since you brought Lamar Jackson real quick and Trey is taking a minor break here? Um, have you heard the rumors that apparently the Broncos and Baltimore and the Ravens have talked a swap for Russ for Lamar? No, I have not. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I th- I don't. I think there's very small rumors. Uh, based, I think it's probably mostly guys just on the internet saying that i don't i haven't heard any like you know good great source saying this but it did something i did see it was something i saw and i was like that's interesting i don't see why the ravens would do that but it's a very interesting kind of take here well i mean like should the like how would that work though because his contract is massive then do the ravens take on russ's contract that he currently has. Yeah. So essentially, I mean, cause obviously Lamar's Lamar's not, you know, signed yet. So basically it, you look at it more like if they were to agree to that trade, it'd be kind of like a sign in trade in the NBA where like the Broncos wouldn't negotiate the, the contract with Lamar, 
they would and the Baltimore Ravens would technically be the ones who signed it, and then they would just swap the quarterbacks, and then you'd have to, you know, any other compensation you, that the teams would figure that out. But it'd be something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I I I wonder if the Ravens would be able to take on Russ's current contract because it is significant, you know. So well, it's huge, but I mean, they're about to sign. But if Lamar signs in Baltimore, it's gonna be much larger than Russ's. That's true. You're talking about probably fifty million a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what you know. I wonder how much of that has any validity or or what, because then the Broncos have to design an entire new offense, which I'm sure they're going to do for the most part anyway. But you know, Lamar is just a different type of quarterback. So, right. But I mean, if someone's going to be able to to design an offense that utilizes, you know, his abilities, it's certainly Sean Payton. Um, I mean, obviously he's a different quarterback than what Sean's ever worked with, but he's such a brilliant offensive mind. I don't see how he couldn't make it work. Oh yeah. I'm sure he'd be licking his chops. Uh, let's move on to our next cuff carry cut here. Some older running backs getting to that age where you start to consider maybe moving on or trading while you can. Um, it is Derek Henry, age 29, Ezekiel Elliott, age 27, and Alvin Kamara, age 27. What do you think? Ooh. Well, before we would dive into this, because I know Tony Pollard, uh, is his contract yes. up? Yeah, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. He's a strong candidate to get the, te- get the, uh, the franchise tag, just because I don't think the Cowboys want to lose him, especially because Zeke's name has been thrown around quite a bit as being a cap casualty. Really? That'd be interesting. And and Alvin Kamara's been having some down years. I mean, I'll just start off by saying, out of these three guys, I'm definitely cuffing Derrick Henry. You just kind of have to. Uh, I think we just touched on it a little bit. His uncertainty in Zeke's future, as far as like what he's going to do, we've kind of seen what he's capable of. I've gone on a few rants this year where... <laughs> It's, I'm just totally out on Zeke right now. I'm not really about it. But Kamara's still involved, so I'm going to carry him, and I'm cutting Zeke. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. Honestly, um, my, I've been worried about Derrick Henry for three seasons now because of how much usage he gets. I know he's been still out there, you know, putting it together, but we have seen him get hurt. Um, and missed some games the last couple of years for different injuries. Um, and his usage rate is so high. So I'm actually going to, I'm not going to cut Derrick Henry. So don't, don't freak out. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to carry Henry. I'll actually cuff Kamara. He's a couple years younger. Um, he doesn't take as many like big hits as a guy like Henry would. Cause not everyone's trying to go try to take his knee out. And then for the same reason you just said, I'm cutting Zeke. Yeah. I re- I agree with Tyler um, in this instance if I had to choose, um, but I'll be honest. Yeah, for like redraft purposes next year, I'm I'm not a big Alvin Kamara Kamara guy right now. Like I just the offense as a whole is not good, um, and a lot of times it seems like he could give two shits <laughs> like how good they are. <laughs> um, and I'm sure he probably honestly feels that way. I'm sure it's frustrating being on a on a shitty team. So, um, and being the talented player that he is, but for me, it's just like, yeah, I, I don't want to go through that um, with him. So for redraft, I w- I would be out on both Zeke and Alvin, and I'd possibly draft Henry depending on ADP. But for dynasty instances, yeah, I would. Uh, I, I guess I would have to cuff Alvin. Carry Henry and uh, cut cut Zeke. Yeah, and stuff. I know. I mean, I know Kamara. Like from what we saw from a couple years ago, he's had a couple down years. Um, he has this indictment hanging over his head that just finally came through. They True. did wait till after the season. He probably um, will be suspended. So who knows how that could? Yeah. yeah, and who knows how long that will be for? Um, I mean. It's it's hard to tell, man. The NFL has gone some weird ways with some of these suspensions. Um, really going all the way back to the Ray Rice situation. Um, ever since then, there's certain things that they just have not been 
they've been kind of all, all over the place. I mean, Ray Rice lost his entire career for other guys, got a major major suspension, but have been able to still stay in the league. So it's hard to say what's going to happen. Um, obviously, Ray Rice was hitting uh, a woman. It was a domestic abuse situation. Right. And Kamara was just part of a group that jumped some other guy. <laughs> which actually included a couple other NFL players, which I didn't know this on like other teams, like some guy from the Bengals, like some defensive lineman for them was part of this group. And he was indicted as well. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's where you have to go for dynasty purposes. I just don't know how much tread is left on Derrick Henry's tires at this point. Yeah. It's, you know, at some point you're going to be caught holding the bag. It's just like, you know, how, how many more years does he have? But he can't can't last forever, even though he is one of one um, and a freak, you know. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next cuff carry cut. Some more running backs here, bit younger. Uh, Cam Akers, age 23. A.J. Dillon, who is 24. And Isaiah Pacheco, who is also 23. Oh. Uh. This might be like the second hardest one of the episodes so far. I'm curious what you guys I'll think. I'll go first. All three of these guys are very similar to me. Um, Aaron Jones is back in Green Bay. They figured out his contract, so he's back there for sure next year. Um, possibly two years. I would, at this point, Isaiah Pacheco really took the reins, especially in the playoffs. Like He's the guy there. I'm going to cuff Isaiah Pacheco, carry AJ Dillon, and cut Cam Akers. Okay. Um, I'm there with you. Pacheco. It seems like the easy cuff out of the three at this point, because um, like you said, he did completely take over this backfield. He seems like he's going to be the RB one there um, for the next three or four years minimum. Um, with Jarek McKinnon, as he gets older, will be more of your, just your Strictly a third down back. But I'm actually going to cut A.J. Dillon. I'm going to carry Cam Akers. Um, one, A.J. Dillon is that we thought we were going to see more of a 50-50 split between him and Aaron Jones this year, and it just didn't happen. The promise we saw from from, from Dillon um, and from the previous season just didn't seem to carry over very well. I don't know what what's going on with that. Um, but the upside of Cam Akers that we saw at the end of this year, I mean, he finished – the last three games, all over 100 yards, average five and a half yards a carry in that same time frame. We all know that he's a super talented person, and I know we had a weird situation with him and Sean McVay about him like never being a Ram again, then he was back on the team. So I don't know what's going on really that way, but his talent to me shows that I think he's going to be a better back um, for a longer period of time than I think we're going to see from A.J. Dillon at this point. Yeah, that's what was kind of like, throwing me for a loop there because I, I agree with pretty much everything you guys said. And this Cam Makers thing is so interesting to me moving forward because he's so young and like the 180 between the beginning of last year and how the season ended, it, it seems like there's a lot of potential right there. But it's concerning, right, that he was <clears throat> in the doghouse with his coach being so young. So... I don't know. I mean, if he ends up being like Antonio Brown and we can get like six great seasons out of him and he ends up being a complete just fucking psycho, I'm all about it. Uh, yeah, I would say that's uh, that's like, you know, the ceiling of what, what would be possible with Cam Akers. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't. I think it should all, with Akers, I think it should also be noted that Next year, you will have Matthew Stafford back at full strength, and that'll help open up the offense where the teams can't just stack eight in the box. Um, not to mention also Cooper Cup coming back, who got hurt, you know, you know, halfway through the year here as well. So I think there's going to be more opportunity for Akers to really shine, whereas Dylan still seems to be in the shadow of Aaron Jones. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, you know, Dylan did have a nice finish to the season as well. They got him more involved, but. It's. I think it's going to be inconsistent. Obviously, a more clear path for Acres to be the guy, um, you know, immediately moving forward. So, uh, let's move on to our last cuff carry cut here. Some quarterbacks, some different, some different names here. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Brock Purdy. Uh, 
just to throw it in there, just a little little wrench there. Might as well do Brock that too. Purdy, well, something, something. Slash Trey Lance. <clears throat> Basically, whoever's gonna be the starter there. That's interesting. Well, have you guys heard these rumors about Justin Fields being traded? You can almost just take yeah, Brock Purdy out. That's the uh, like, that's why I think oh, we get the sorry. the oh. biggest you know hiccup here. <laughs> My shit's cutting in and out. Um, yeah. I was, gonna, I was just going to say you could basically cut Brock Purdy out because I, I really think Trey, I think they're going to give Trey Lance a shot at the beginning of next year. And, you know, if they get two, three games into it and the offense just looks like shit, then I think they make the change. But I really think they're going to give Trey Lance a, a shot next year. Okay. See, and I, I kind of feel that way too. I think Trey Lance is going to be the QB1 to begin the season. So, but the whole the whole bit about Justin Fields potentially being traded is super interesting. Um, obviously we've seen flashes, but the, the organization and the leadership of the organization that drafted Justin Fields is not who's leading this organization now, right? Justin Pace, the, the GM did not draft Justin Fields. A lot of times GMs and head coaches, they don't want to stick their hat on somebody that they didn't hand select. They're like, if I'm going to you know, lose this job, I'm at least going to do it with somebody that I truly believe in, somebody that I chose myself. Yeah. And so, be, you know, if they see that out of Bryce Young from Alabama or CJ Stroud, or maybe even somehow see it in like Will Levis from, from Kentucky, I could see them doing that and trading Justin Fields in order to take one of those quarterbacks. I don't personally think it's going to happen, but that's just how a lot of guys in the NFL think. So um, with these three guys, I think Trevor Lawrence is the easy cuff. I mean, we saw in his one year under under Peterson that he's going to be a very good quarterback in this league. He might not, you know, ever live up to the hype that he got, you know, being the the best QB prospect since Andrew Luck. Um, but he still looks like he's going to be a top ten quarterback in this league um, for a long period of time. So, cuff Trevor Lawrence, and then I guess. <laughs> Again, I don't think the Bears will trade away Justin Fields, and even then, and even if he does, um, I think he'll go to he'll a team that trades for him will really believe in him, and they'll use him the way we saw the Bears use him, where he just let him you know go out there and and run run like crazy. So I'm gonna carry Justin Fields, and I'll cut Trey Lance only because we don't know what Trey Lance is yet. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. Um, I mean, Justin Fields, it's. It's enticing, you know, his first full year under the helm. He had 1,143 yards rushing, seven yards carry, eight touchdowns. Play is getting kind of swept under the rug. In the last three weeks of the season, he had like 300 yards and 30 carries or some shit like that. It's He's an interesting player, so you definitely got to carry him and just leave behind the fucking 49ers quarterback room for now with this three. Yeah, I would ha- I would have to I would have to agree. That's that's the smart thing to do. You could, you know, take your shot on Trey Lance and and see what happens, but uh you know, the smart thing to do is obviously cuffing um Fields, carrying Lawrence and cutting Trey Lance slash Brock Purdy. No, well, I went the opposite. I, I cuffed Lawrence, and I'm carrying Fields. Oh, uh, well, either way. I mean, interchangeable. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's what I said, right? Yeah, I'm cuffing Lawrence for sure. Yeah. I mean, we saw what could happen. Big turnaround, decent coach, easy money. Right. I mean, and then you can note that Justin Fields did finish as the QB7 one spot ahead of Trevor Lawrence, even though Justin Fields missed two games. So last year, you know, statistically, when, when it comes to fantasy purposes, he was the better quarterback. Um, I just what I'm talking. We're talking about dynasty, right? So like, what I mm-hmm. see the projection going forward, it's got to be Trevor Lawrence. I think they'll start using Trevor Lawrence running the football more too, because they started to do that later into the season, and it's pretty okay. effective. Sorry, I, I couldn't hear you. You cut out on me, so I'm not sure what you said. Oh, did I cut out? Yeah, Trey, did you just, hear him? Just, just, yeah, no, I didn't. Just repeat yourself. <laughs> oh, I said, uh, I said, I think they're going to start using Trevor Lawrence in the running game more, like designed runs for him, because they were doing that later into the season, and 
he was pretty effective with it. So, and he has the ability to do it. So, if you can get five rushing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns, you know, like out of Trevor Lawrence, that would be massive. Yeah, he did have five rushing touchdowns last year. So, um, had a little under 300 yards. I mean, if he bumps those totals up to like, like you said, you know, five to eight touchdowns and you bump that rush total up to more closer to 400 yards, I mean, it's a major, major difference. For surely. Yeah, and they got a good offense too. Yeah, I think they'll be good moving forward. All right. Um, that all of our cuff carry cuts here. Unless you got something off the dome you want to throw out there. I do not. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Uh, well, are we talking about Dynasty or Redraft? Oh, we're doing Dynasty right now, so it's all kind right. of redundant. That, They're all old fucks. That, that's easy. You're you're cuffing Derek Carr, you're carrying Aaron Rodgers, and you're cutting, and you're <laughs> cutting Cousins. Ooh. What do you think, Jim? I would probably do the same. I mean, we have no idea where Derek Carr is going to head, so that's interesting. If yeah, he goes but I to mean, the Jets, it'll be nice. But like, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers, we all know, is all is always a more talented quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Derek Carr is more talented quarterback than Kirk Cousins. The difference is that when it comes to dynasty, Aaron Rodgers, we know, is probably playing in the league what one, two at the very, very most. I say three more years at the very, very most. Where we know Derek Carr still has, you know, six, seven years in him probably. Yeah. The argument for Kirk point. is he has Justin Jefferson. You know, that's it. But I don't know. If the, if these guys land in, you know, spots with talented receivers, then, yeah, I'd rather have them. All righty. Hell, yeah, Derek Carr for the win. <laughs> well, that'll do it for, uh, for this episode. And uh, we will be getting more into, I think, some rookies coming up here as we inch closer to draft season. Um, so that'll be good. Breaking down film. One of my favorite things is, you know, taking a look at the rookie class coming in and, and gauging our own opinions and weighing those against, you know, what actually ends up happening. So those should be some good episodes. Um, what else? What else we got on the burners? Pretty much what you said. Shit's coming up, man. I'm excited. It's, it's the dead part of the off season right now, so kind of just getting by. But we're getting close, man. Once once we get those, uh, get the draft coming. You know, dynasty starts back up. All that kind of good stuff. It's gonna start cooking. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, draft's only two months away, so that'll be probably our biggest focus up until that point. Is gonna be rookies. Then after the draft, um, potentially re re-rank our rookies what we had you know based off where they landed kind of situation but after that until the until training camps really start to hit will hit when it becomes draft season we're talking about all dynasty baby hell yeah hell yeah all right cool well uh we will catch you guys next time again it's at the ff fathers on twitter thank you all for listening and uh we will catch you next time sayonara Bye. I didn't forget. <laughs>